Hey friends, this next podcast episode is with Adrian Alex Rodriguez. And we recorded this last fall when he and I were both at a EarthX gathering down in Dallas, Texas. So hope you enjoy and just want to share with you the uh, pre-COVID context of our discussion. Enjoy. Welcome to the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And today we are visiting with Adrian Alex Rodriguez. Hi, Adrian Alex. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes. So Adrian Alex uh, lives in Mexico City and was born on the coast of the Sea of Cortez. He is the founder of Bodai, which I am really excited for you all to learn about. Uh, which has been called the first environmental platform using social media as an active tool. Bodai covers nine topical and top uh, content sections, which we'll be talking about. And uh, Adrian Alex also has expertise in sustainable projects that are triple bottom line, focused on the balance and harmony between economic, natural, and social aspects. He works in communication strategies for artists and curates impact strategies for nature. Adrian Alex is a youth activist and participated in the first global climate strike in Guadalajara, Mexico, the second in Mexico City, and the third in New York City on September, uh, in September of 2019, which of course uh, I was there for that as well. Uh, so were several of our Why on Earth community ambassadors and board members, including Joni Clark. Going to give a shout out off camera. Hey, hey. Joni. Hi. And of course, this is the march where Greta Thunberg and Shia Bastida uh, were among many of the uh, global youth leaders and indigenous leaders. And Adrian Alex also produces uh, the Mushroom Festival of Guadalajara, which I'm, I'm excited to talk about that as well. So. So it's so great. We we are here in Dallas, Texas, right? We connected at EarthX, and uh, I'm I'm really thrilled to have this opportunity to visit with you and to share with our audience the amazing work that you're doing. Yeah, I'm happy to well say hi to everyone and like give a little taste about which kind of projects in Mexico we have around sustainability and nature. Wonderful. So let's talk about Bodai, right? This okay. is amazing. Yeah. And what's happening? Yeah. Well. Um, like five years ago, uh, I was just dedicating to communication strategies around artists and like products, and I sensed the the need of using this tool, but to actually empowering something real like nature. So we was we started like having a lot of names in our mind, and I was with this uh, girl that was one of the founders with me. And we start like detecting the need of making a real name. So mm-hmm. Bodai came from the Sanskrit, that is one of the oldest languages in the world, and means like the awakening of conscious, like becoming more conscious about what surrounds you, and acknowledge the power of nature. Absolutely beautiful, and you've described for me a little bit. Uh, in terms of what you're doing with Bodai and the the primary uh, platform right is on Instagram is that right yeah. yeah well we we have seen that most people use Instagram as a not cool tool so we want to show people that young people and like 
every kind of age people also are interest, interested in nature and when you have it in your phone it's much easier to understand and to interact and to well make you change a little bit no? so what what kind of images are people seeing on Bodai? well I, well we try to be cool so we try to do a lot of surf image as surf yeah we have a, a section around surf but because it was so difficult to maintain content of surf surf we have to change it to plants animals and but it was really cool and also we have noticed people have a really good reaction to mushroom pictures because yeah. they're like magical and like have these colors or these like different structures and also we try to have information that actually acts and like make solutions and involve people and notice them what they can do to change world like we we're not only about uh, talking about the problems we also talk about the solutions like that's so important and you have quite a following right yeah well we're getting uh, almost 50,000 followers on wow. instagram and we'll all the network we we control in Mexico and with different NGOs because we run the Instagram of those NGOs like EarthX Mexico, like the uh -huh. Echo Symbol. So our network is getting to 100,000 followers between all the networks. Oh my gosh, that's really amazing. And how long have you been at that with those different NGOs? Uh, well, like I said, I started with artists and with products like six years ago and like full-time to the environment like since four years ago cool i love it so with these these nine different topical areas and themes will you walk us through what are they and and what what would we experience when we check that out yeah what what we do is we get together these academic people like biologists engineers and also like just people that really love nature like young people to have a specific uh, teams like nutrition, like surf, like plants. And each week uh, we upload an article of each section and trying to motivate people to live in a healthy way or to live or understand more plants. Because sometimes, you, for example, you go to a pharmacy to buy something that you have the plant over there that yeah, that cures right. that need yeah. and it's more sustainable because you don't have to get to your car to go to the pharmacy yeah. to have like this plastic <laughs> delivered to you yeah. so I, I i believe that everything we need is in nature mm. so mm. both i means that understanding nature like giving knowledge and accepting knowledge for the from different people like Absolutely. And from nature, absolutely. Absolutely. This is beautiful. I know it'll make one of our uh, global advisory board members very happy, Brigitte Mars, who is a an herbalist who teaches all around the world. She has a course she does every year in Colombia, for example, and has written 17 books about herbal medicine. And, and she often is telling us, look, there's often medicine right outside the window, maybe in the yard or just <laughs> down the street a little ways. And you don't have to go buy expensive pharmaceuticals for a lot of the things we're treating right well it would be great to have one of those uh, well information of 
to have an article in our blog of that'd be fabulous yeah absolutely yeah we can definitely loop maybe of its favorite plan maybe i don't know i know her i know her three favorite plans <laughs> we've talked about it yeah this is a good idea actually that'd be cool so so what are the nine um themes that you guys focus on well uh first like we start with something easy like news like yeah. informing people then we have one of our audience favorite that is fungi Fungi, yeah. Uh, fungi, fungi. <laughs> Mushrooms and fungus. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with fungi. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a section fungi with eyes around mushrooms and because the pictures and uh, our biologist that provides this information, she's so brilliant that we have a cool area over there. Like, and, mm. and we're starting doing projects also around that section. Cool. And we have also uh, nutrition, yeah, he healthy lifestyle, mm. like I said, animals, plants, yep. recommendations, yep. initiatives, and expression that is like uh, how nature and human beings are connected artistically, like like we are really connected just beyond a higher level, like beautiful. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and you know the. Uh, the, the the fungi connection it reminds me in Colorado where I'm from we have the Colorado Mycological Society online and there's a lot of people on there and we help each other identify different species it's it's really it's wonderful and when we get big flushes after the rains in the autumn a lot of people go out foraging for different species it's a lot of fun to see that kind of unfold in the community across you know a pretty big region yeah and I believe so that in the mushroom, like in the fungi kingdom, it, we we haven't done that much experiments because yeah. uh, biology says there's over three million of species in the world, and we just have identified the ten percent, yes. three hundred thousand, yeah. and of those twenty five thousands are in Mexico. Oh my uh, God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to, uh, Mexico is one of the richest countries in in diversity uh, in mushrooms. Well, in you know everything right? <laughs> yeah yeah i've heard it's ranked up really high worldwide is that right yeah in terms well, of biodiversity yeah it's like mexico with the mesoamerican reef is the fourth biggest biodiversity in the world and is one of the 12 countries that represent the 70 percent of all the nature in the world oh my goodness i'm just writing a couple quick notes here i'll try to keep up with this as this is really interesting and important you know i i remember learning about one of my early heroes in all of this is paul stamets and i remember hearing him talk about how he came to realize that on the uh, pacific coast of the pacific northwest there was so much biodiversity it was essential to protect of course there's a lot of logging that occurs in that part of the world and i understand if i if this story is true that he actually went into the pentagon of the united states talked to the very high leaders in the military and said, look, when we're dealing with things like bioterrorism and other biological issues, we really need to preserve these resources because they may end up saving a lot of lives in the future. And apparently that helped preserve an enormous tract of um, old growth forest, basically, along the uh, the Pacific Northwest coast. Yeah. It was amazing. When that area with the Sea of Cortez, they call it the aquarium of the world. Yeah. <laughs> And also in that area we have uh, the Shark Island, that is the, the biggest island in Mexico. It's not a populated uh, island because it's about 
the indigenous community are the owners, not the government of Mexico. They're called cities. It's the ancient community, and they've been really good protecting that area and trying to do a good economic system without harming nature. Oh, interesting. Okay, this is, we'll get the spelling on Sadis, and maybe it'd be cool to provide a link in the show notes to something about, what is the island called? Shark Island. Shark, okay, got it. In Spanish, Isla del Tiburón. Okay, okay, cool. Um, I, I'm not sure my spelling is very good in Spanish, so we'll have to circle back on <laughs> yeah. that. So, hey, I just want to get these, these stats down. So, we were saying, we think there are maybe... 3 million species of fungus worldwide. We've ID'd 300,000 worldwide, yeah. and we know 25,000 are in Mexico. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about the um, the mushroom festival in Guadalajara that, that you produce. What is this? What, is it? <laughs> what does it look like? I want to go, right? Yeah. I would like to do well, that. it's uh, at the end of the mushroom season, that okay. is rain season. Like yeah. It's around the end of July or August. Um, why Guadalajara? Because Jalisco, it, it has a really rich diversity around mushrooms. And I have a community. Well, a community was doing this event. And Bodak gets to the event two years ago and start producing it with them and like giving much more value because now we have a biologist that identify each mushrooms like to everyone that surrounds like so the first activity is going to the camp and like uh, trying to have the most diversity of mushrooms to get these mushrooms to the festival uh-huh. where it's like music and a lot of exhibitors that have uh, sub products or products of mushrooms like Ganoderma extracts like they they sell like mushrooms in bags and mm-hmm. beers that are with mushrooms mm-hmm. and all kind of products even jewelry like mm-hmm. so energetically is a, a fun festival that try to make people understand that mushrooms are much than only like the magical mushroom like we have much uh, culinary diversity of mushrooms uh, we also have pharmaceutical and medicinal mushrooms um, and we have also to understand what mushroom means in nature because are the ones that are in charge to connect everything. They say mushrooms are the internet of the world. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and I've heard as we begin to really understand what's going on with the mycelial mats, the networks in the soil, and the complexity of connections among and between varieties of species, varieties of kingdoms, right? Uh, This absolutely dwarfs all of our technology. And we were talking about this last night I, I think it's one of the most important points for us to understand in these times, given what's at stake with the environmental situation, the climate situation, what's living in the soil is so essential to not only understand, but to celebrate, to protect, to be grateful for, and to work with, to help heal a lot of the challenges that we're facing, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not an expert like in soil, but for me, like they teach me that with the most powerful technology and with the most wealth economic power also, 
you cannot make a ecosystem to bring like certain kind of mushrooms because their complexity. Yeah. So nature is the only one that has that power. So we humans is like is a lesson we need to understand that we cannot play the role of making everything with technology. Yeah. There's some certain things in nature that speak by themselves. With Bodai also, no? <laughs> Bodai speaks with, with them. <laughs> I absolutely love it. it it's one of, in the Why on Earth community, we talk a lot about humility and for us to really have that kind of humility to understand just how awesome, how powerful, how essential these natural systems are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. So, um, by the way, I was going to ask, with, with the, the mushroom diversity in Jalisco, yeah. This is also where the Huicho people live, yeah? No, it, that's San Luis Potosí, but it's near. Okay. The, in Mexico, the most diversity came from Veracruz and Oaxaca, that are like southern states, not down south, but southern, because okay. it's really tropical. Like, he, he mushrooms like a lot of humidity, and like, yeah. so that that's a real, and also there's a, a big diversity because they're high places and low places, mm -hmm. so that's also geographically, it's important. Mm -hmm. uh, what I, I would love to have them more in Mexico, people to involve, is like, when we were in a mushroom collection in, in Switzerland, they have a lot of... Uh, how I can tell you, uh, they have a lot of strategies mm. to teach people how to identify mushrooms mm. and they have identification centers that oh, wow. are, are open in certain uh, hours and in certain season in the year that you go with your mushrooms, you can collect uh, only one kilogram uh -huh. and they identify it to you and you can take it home and then you can cook them. So it will be really cool to start having these identification centers in all the oh, world. I love this. And it will be cool to start in Mexico or in Dallas. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe both. So did you happen to, did you harvest any champignon uh, in Switzerland? Did you have this kind? No, we we have like, a, a call in Mexico, we said panecito, that is boletus. Oh yeah, bullet. We have a lot of this in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, King bullet. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's uh, it's not that easy to find. Right? Okay. And in Mexico, we have a, well a big diversity. There's a Asian shaman called Maria Sabina in from Oaxaca in okay. Mexico. It's one of the most recognized places in the world for mushrooms, Huautla de Jimenez, and it's because uh, they have like this. Uh, mushrooms that have these uh, psycho effects mm -hmm. and she was a shaman that without the biologist knowledge but with the nature and the Asian knowledge like uh, she understand them and she was the guide of yeah. uh, the Beatles when they go to Mexico oh wow and was also Walt Disney went with the, the Beatles the band the band oh, Beatles. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walt Disney was with her also Amazing. Wow. Uh, and Aldous Huxley uh-huh of course yeah he I, I really appreciate Aldous Huxley as a writer of course yeah he's written a couple of really amazing and important books I think yeah yeah in fact, one is called Island. Did you ever read this no, book, Island? No, it's 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 not as well known as some of his others, but uh, it's a fabulous read. 
and mushrooms actually figure in the story uh, pretty prominently. So maybe if any of you are looking for a, a good one to read soon, check out uh, Island by Aldous Huxley. Um, this is amazing. I'm just jotting down the Beatles, Walt Disney, Aldous Huxley. Yeah, well, she, she was like the queen of the mushrooms in Mexico. Actually, uh, we want to have a project because um, she is grave. It's near the, the town. And, and we want to restructure all the 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 grave because now it's like in ruins. Oh wow! And yeah. we, we Mexicans and the Bodai team think that she deserves to have this like excellent graveyard. It's yeah. like a really spiritual and iconic symbol for Mexicans. Yeah. So I I will send you the picture when we do that. That's great. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and it's interesting how something like a a grave marker, that kind of a monument, can speak so much and can symbolize so much. And you were telling me earlier about some art projects in New York City, to switch gears a little bit, yeah. um, that, that are really helping people develop awareness about what's going on in the world, right? Yeah. Well, uh, in the climate strike, uh, I met uh, an artist, is one of the most recognized artists, environmental artists, because she used only uh, plastic materials and recycled materials and it's all about that to her and so then uh, she took me to a museum it's called Arcadia Earth it's in Broadway Street in New York this museum tries to do with uh, innovation technologies and like with these artistic interventions tries to sensibilize people in environmental matters so this uh, was a cave, uh, a coral cave, uh, that it, its message was that the coral is bleaching. So the cave is like white, like, and was made with 44,000 uh, plastic bags, reused, savage, reused plastic bags uh, that represent uh, a time where New Yorkers uh, use these, like waste these plastic bags. And well, give me your expectations about the time. Which which time? How much time it takes yeah. for forty-four thousand? Yeah. I mean, what? Like an hour? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's a one minute. One minute. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> staggering. Yeah. Wow, forty-four thousand yeah. plastic bags. In and one it's minute. really cool. Like, if I tell you, like, you feel it. But when you see it, like. So it's really cool artists are trying to get involved in this movement and giving their talent to have these kind of conversations and sensibilize. Uh, she's called Beisha and is, uh, she called this data visualization. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, okay. I want to check that out. I'll actually be in New York uh, soon after this recording, so I'll have to keep an eye out and make a visit for that. It's still there? Or is yeah, it's it, was still it... there. It's a six months installation. Okay, cool. And like, I believe it's just one month since they opened. So. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, around the time of the climate strike, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Okay. yeah, well, it was one of the places where a lot of climate strike movement was like that place everyone was going and having some like interventions. And yeah. actually, Erdex uh, do a, a, an event over there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let me uh, just remind our audience that this is the Why on Earth Communities 
Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series, and we are visiting with Adrian Alex Rodriguez from Mexico City, but we're in Dallas, Texas, while we're recording this conversation, and uh, Adrian Alex has Bodai. Um, you can find Bodai on Instagram uh, with Bodai, B-O-D-A-I underscore org, O-R-G. We'll have this in the show notes. Uh, also online uh, on the website is bodai.org, B-O-D-A-I dot org. And uh, we're going to talk about EcoSymbol a little bit. So if you're interested, you'll go to eco-symbol.com or at eco underscore symbol. And I want to take a moment to give a huge thanks and shout out to our partners and sponsors who are making this series possible, who are making our digital uh, resources a reality for folks, and who are supporting our ongoing community mobilization work in real neighborhoods and real communities all over. And this includes Patagonia, Waylay Waters, Purium, the Lidge Family Foundation, Beauty Counter, the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, that's a mouthful, and the Biodynamic Association. Also, a huge shout out to all the individuals out there who have joined our monthly giving program. And uh, this helps us uh, with all the work that we're doing. It's a really big way uh, of supporting this. If you haven't yet joined the monthly giving program and you would like to, you can go to whyonearth.org support or just go to the homepage whyonearth.org, hit, hit the donate button and you can sign up for any level that works well for you. Uh, to give on a monthly basis. When you do that, I'll send you an email with an exclusive, very special code to unlock all of our ebook and audiobook resources for free. And you can share that with friends and family as well as if you'd like to. So a huge thanks to everybody for your support. And uh, I am I am just thrilled, Adrian Alex, about this opportunity to chat with you. Here it is. It's about fall, autumn here in 2019. And a lot of us are really starting to plan and prepare for 2020 because there's a whole lot that's going to be happening, right? Yeah. And I'm just curious, what are you seeing and envisioning when you're thinking about 2020 and what's coming and what, what are some of the priorities you're working on? Okay, well, uh, what I felt is like this year we, we start sensing this uh, energetic uh, feeling around uh, environmental activism and around... Uh, involving you with these politicians and with these big entrepreneurs so we can actually have some plans in from now to five years to contribute to our planet and for us in Bodai we're starting a project like I tell you that is called for biodiversity that it's like the project will be uh, trying to protect this biodiversity that is from the Sea of Cortez, north of Mexico, to the Ameri Mesoamerican Reef, that actually represent almost the 15% of the biodiversity in the world. So we're trying to do a big crowdfunding scheme around communication strategies, one of our expertise, and also trying to use the vehicle and the relationships that EarthX as a this big, the biggest environmental experience in the world uh, involve us. So we're trying to start making more actions in 2020 
actually going down the field and protecting our oceans and protecting our nature and empower what we have. Because I love plastic and energy programs, but I believe we have to give more attention to protected areas and to keep mm -hmm. what we actually have right now. Like, oh, beautiful. So. I love this. You know, in the first chapter of the book I wrote called Why on Earth, the very first chapter is called Place and how important that direct connection is to places where we live, where we spend time, and for us to care as in stewardship of these places, right? Yeah. That's what I hear you describing exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and also because uh, now we're sensing, we have like more than 2,000 species, endangered species and extinctions in Mexico. So if we start having this sense, we can have a lot of animals become instinct and a lot of plants. We don't want to start having that cycle. Yeah. We have to have the cycle, we have to protect and have more species because species, nature is so wonderful that you have to let it go. Like mm -hmm. if you let it go, it could do it by its own. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. So also in 2020, uh, we're having a couple events in NorthX in Mexico. We're having a couple in the north and one in the center of Mexico. Uh, and one specific, the one of the Pacific Coast, the team will be rescuing the Pacific Coast. No, that will be actual the, the, the name of the event, rescuing the Pacific. And we will be involved involving big organizations like uh, Bodai, like uh, EarthX, like uh, Fridays for Future, and like the Fund and National Converse Conservatory of Mexico mm -hmm. of Species. Uh, so we're trying to get in different aspects uh, to get people involved, like the Mushroom Festival, uh, these um, ocean protection uh, events, uh, and also we will keep striking like yeah. every time like uh, these uh, young leaders uh, ask us to strike we believe in its mm -hmm. in, in its uh, like reason and in its idealism yeah. and we will be together because uh, that what is what I've been felt feeling about environmental that we need to be more together we have to be unifying as a community because if we want to change everything we have to change us between how we express between us and how we can learn everyone from each other absolutely love it it's so beautiful do you happen to know we uh recently did an interview with emily mcglone the uh new york director of peace boat okay and next summer 2020 they're going to be in the port in uh, I think Port of Vallarta or somewhere on the Pacific coast do you have you connected with them about this well uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not connected with them but I'm connected with uh, a project called restore coral that is really connected with them oh cool this project yeah. what is trying to do is trying to do like an arc or like a museum but we mm. call it idealistic and Noah's arc mm. to save the endemic species of coral in in Mexico so if we're losing all these because the bleaching, when we have the, if the conditions of the ocean will be again 
the right ones so coral can restore. Yeah. We have all these species in like in a bank. So it's Good. like a, a, a museum bank. Yeah. So people can understand in which moment we are. Like wow. we are actually are in that moment. We need to pull species from the ecosystem because it's so in danger. So we can keep them alive and then we'll hopefully uh, the ocean with our help and with its help restructure so we can introduce this species again. Yeah. It's called Restore Coral and it's really uh, into, it's really connected with the peace boat. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm really happy. You know, as you're talking, I'm realizing, I think the term coral bleaching doesn't really do a good job of describing what this is. And I want to make sure our, our audience, some of us may not have heard about this before. This is the massive die-off of coral forests in the ocean, basically, right? Yeah. It, this is this is a, a tremendous problem that we're seeing in ocean waters all around the world. Yeah. Well, they call it the white syndrome because mm -hmm. the coral start dying and we're losing these... Uh, properties that makes him alive because temperature issues and contamination issues pollution yep. Yep. and so it starts getting wide wide losing its color until like what, what becomes that yeah. uh, i don't have the exact numbers but they say that in south mexico and the caribbean in the last year we have lost more than two percent of all our coral 30 percent and that's the Second largest coral reef in the world, yeah, right? After the Australian yeah. like yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. Ion or the Mesoamerican coral reef. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. It's so important that we're all mobilizing and doing everything we can around these issues. Restoring, yeah. healing, regenerating. Yeah, well, it's important for us like having this conversation each every day and everywhere. Like if you feel like sometimes misunderstood because you talk about nature and you, you start having this sense of activism, you need to realize that you're not alone. Like right. we're a lot of people that we're compromising of changing stuff and it's good to give each other a, a palm in the back Absolutely. once in a while. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's such an important message. And you know, one of the really cool benefits, I've actually talked about this with a few people and just in the last couple of days, about doing these podcasts is that I get to meet and really learn about the work that amazing people are doing kind of all over the place in all sorts of sectors related to our future, related to taking care of the planet, related to being good to each other. And it gives me great hope knowing that more and more of us are truly mobilizing and kind of making this big pivot that we're needing to make as a species and it's happening. And it just, it makes me feel full of joy, notwithstanding how challenging things are right now, that more and more of us are arising and responding to this very impulse that's happening. Yeah, well, it starts like uh, impulse, now it's sensing like uh, action, like mm -hmm. it's, it starts becoming action, and our biologist crew and like our academic crew, academic people is so smart and they they understand it's all about knowledge mm. we have to go for more knowledge like 
because most people talk about changing stuff, but if we don't understand nature, we mm -hmm. cannot change it. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of our projects for 2020, the yearly, like in January, we want to do a showroom like uh, in, in Mexico City mm. that we have our own culti cultivate mushroom so people understand how they grow and, mm. and its diversity. And well, it's difficult to have a diversity in, in one showroom because they need different temperatures and different uh, resources in, where they uh, grow but, yeah. but uh, we're trying to do something special for people so maybe when you, if you're next year in, in mexico yeah. we can show you around oh i can't wait that'll be wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah because right different species of mushroom are growing on different substrates yeah. right different types of wood other decomposing materials yeah basically. like it, it could be books like i was talking uh, to a couple of biologists before the podcast and they say even in uh in a diaper, in a baby diaper, like, right? Sure. Yeah, like it, yeah. it, it depends on mushrooms, like that. The right now, what I'm understanding, because well, I'm not the expert, but I'm 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 understanding that much different resources is that like the diversity of mushrooms, but the fancier are the ones that actually want the the finance good, for example, uh -huh. like the the ones that have more properties, medicinal properties are really, well, more difficult to cultivate. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so yeah. it's really cool, like, if we try to understand nature, nature spokes to us, like, really. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're happy about that project, and also we're really happy about the EcoSymbol project. The EcoSymbol project yeah. is a, a project that we sense as a community uh, different activism these artists from new york uh, a, a couple of people in mexico and different ngos we sense that uh, between each ngo sometimes between academics we have this sense of competition of mm. being comp competitive yeah. and having a certain kind of ego and then we realize how the LGTV movement grew up and like consolidate like a, a real movement mm -hmm. is because they're really cool and they're really together and they really try to embrace everyone, doesn't matter its difference. Mm -hmm. And I sense that the environmental movement needs this. So we were talking all these activists and we came down with idea called the Echo Symbol that is a flag, is a symbol mm -hmm. that represents us beyond anything. No mm -hmm. matter your NGO, your country, your age, doesn't matter anything, but it's a symbol that represents hope to nature. And it's a symbol that probably all the hotels, all the restaurants, all the people and enterprises that have this intention of becoming mm -hmm. more environmental, mm -hmm should adapt but we compromise not with 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 lies no when if we right. want to adopt this symbol we have to adapt it with with real compromise yeah real values yeah. real principles uh -huh. real actions like yep. now action like i was doing this but now i'm doing this because yep. i believe so you know yeah excellent oh that's really exciting to hear about so that's eco symbol and, and folks as we mentioned you can go to eco-symbol.com or uh, it's at eco underscore symbol um, if you want to check it out in social media. And 
yeah, that's exciting. I think we'll we'll try to get that out there through the Why on Earth platform as well. That'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you can you can upload it. It's it, it's for everyone. It's it doesn't have a copyright. Everyone mm. can use it, mm. and that's important. Not just detecting the need of having this kind of symbol, but it's important is having the humbleness to explain people and they really want to embrace it. Because mm. if it's a symbol without the embracement of a community, mm. it's nothing. Yeah. But this old says that says that revolution came with a symbol, like mm. with, and, 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 I, mm. I, and I sense that, that if we are in this environmental revolution, we need more flags that represent us and like over the world. Like we need, we need to, to, to be more unified and understanding that is the only way like to change things, like to change us. Because mm. it's this spirit changing us to change the world. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's exciting. That gives me hope. All right. Revolution comes with a symbol. Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. I, I can just visualize it all over the place. Yeah, well, well, I don't have my, my, my phone is dead, but... <laughs> But if not, I show you it's, it's a beautiful color yes. and each layer should represent a compromise by, by our own. Like me, it tried to compromise in protecting biodiversity and like water rights and ocean conservancy. But if someone like the, these biologists, experts, any of that we have that love mushrooms, well, that represent like love to mushrooms and protection mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. and. If this guy, the coral guy, the restored coral, once coral like everyone can do something and each color should represent something personal. Because yeah. nature is all about that, about making it personal and making memories around them, mm -hmm. around it. Because that's that's the biggest pleasure we'll have in, in, in years, like yeah. to like tell people our nature experiences like luxury will be everywhere anywhere like right. but saying i was in the 2019 mushroom uh, uh, festival yeah. in Guadalajara, yeah. it's like yeah. i think that, that's different like well i was in the first international climate strike right with this girl yeah. that came from europe all the way like on a fairy tale yeah to to change the in, and take over 3,000 people in New York, so. 350,000, uh -huh. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, amazing, right, to be a part of that. Yeah. That history. Yeah. It's that's a big <laughs> part of our story. Yeah. yeah. These are the good old days. <laughs> yeah, these are the good old days. When I when I met the, the, the artist in New York, she told me, like, you came all the way from Mexico to strike in, wow. in, 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 in New York. And what I, I explained to her is, like, we should be for more co more countries over here because in a certain way with our platform and like me as a youth leader in mexico i was the eyes of a country over there yes and i right. and sometimes people is nervous about what's happening and they want you to feel alone but mm. after mm. new york i know yeah. i know yeah. that i'm not alone there's a whole bunch of us <laughs> yeah. yeah that's absolutely beautiful and and, yeah. and it's cool to have that kind of uh, conventions because it's like charging yourself not with like yeah. with power and with love and with knowledge because a lot of people over there have don't have knowledge so 
I think we have to continue impulsing these kind of activities that bring us together, like strikes, like conventions. And people laugh about that because there's a lot of strikes, a lot of conventions, but you're not changing stuff. I know we're changing. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen little eyes, little children eyes, yeah. Yeah. and I know what they're feeling. Yeah. And I would love to feel that when I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah. What's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm struck. I, I'm I'm really um, curious and interested in language. And I'm struck by your use of the term compromise. Because it, it's a little different than I think how many of us would use the term here in the United States. And compromise often ends up carrying this sort of negative connotation like in the political realm. But I was thinking when we break the word down there's the word promise and the com is like with yeah and it's almost like you're making a promise with somebody right yeah is this what t tell us more about what this word means for you yeah it's well in, in Mexico it's compromiso is when you love something so much yeah. that you you get so attached mm -hmm. you don't want to, to move from it like hmm. we, we say that the, the Wedding ring, we said el anillo de compromiso, like oh, a compromise ring will be. So imagine that's the, that's the feeling, like being together, like promise to nature that we will be together. Yes. And we will be like, and it's not a negative connotation, but compromise comes with responsibilities. Absolutely. And that's why people sometimes felt this way, that like these negative sides, but responsibilities it's something we have to understand as humans that comes with the rights of nature. Mm -hmm. If you are blessed with this nature, you should have the responsibility to protect it. And you should have the responsibility to know your own resources and your own capacities to be part of this movement. Yeah. And I believe so environmentalists we understand each other that we are like Tetris parts that if we brought all together mm -hmm. we will we will we will make it and the time is running right? Solid, yeah. yeah yeah that's beautiful well adrian alex it, it has been such a joy to have this opportunity no, first of all you, meeting yeah. you and having some wonderful conversations over the last couple of days and to have this opportunity to share uh some of your story and your projects with our audience and uh You know, before we, we sign off, I just want to make sure, and we're, we're in no rush, I just want to make sure uh, we have an opportunity if there's anything else you want to share or anything else you'd like to, uh, calls to action well, uh, you'd like to share with the like, audience. I would like to share, like, uh, uh, I was traveling a lot around uh, the world, uh, and now I'm getting back to Mexico to use all this knowledge to empower uh, our country, our states, our endangered species. So anyone that really wants to connect with this na awesome nature, they, they, they will be really received in our home. Mm. Like our home is mm. everyone's home. We don't have boundaries. Mm. We don't have boundaries. So we're open to everyone that wants to help and connect and understand nature. and have this sense about what we're changing and what we're fighting for. Mm -hmm. Includes you too. Like, I, I hope... Wonderful. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going out with a lot of countries yeah. to 
bring my energy to them. Yeah. So I'm expecting everyone to get this energy back to Mexico. Beautiful, good. I like it. It's reciprocity, right? Yeah, and we have really good food. Really great food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food and music. Food and music. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to take you up on this pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Adrian, Alex, thanks so much for, for joining us. It's Thank been wonderful. Everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Great. All right. Bye, everybody. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code WhyOnEarth, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.